Hello, Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Deeply Rooted Business Podcast. My name is Jess, your operations and the systems strategist. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Rachel, our marketing gardener, ecosystem <laughs> cultivator. Today, we're going to be talking about offers in your business and how to decide if your business needs a new offer added to your offer suite. And if it has space for it, we'll be looking at all of the good things and we'll be looking at it from a marketing lens and then also from a operations and systems lens. Yeah. So I think this is one of the things is going to build off of our launch episode because I think that this is something that is a tr- like a typical response where people are like, oh, the launch didn't go well. Let me create a new offer. But this question often like bubbles up in other scenarios too. In the launch episode, we were like, don't create a new offer. In certain scenarios that we'll walk through today, like if you're looking to expand, if you find a gap in the customer journey, like those are times when it is appropriate to then fill that gap and launch a new offer. So we'll go through all of that, but just want to build off of last week's episode because it is something that we were like, maybe don't do but that's in a launch context. Yeah, there are plenty of reasons why you should create a new offer. And Rachel's going to walk you through some of those. It's important to acknowledge what type of business you are and the level of support that you can take in. So certain businesses like coaching businesses or mentorship businesses, they can expand a lot bigger so they can have various offers. But if you're a service provider like Jess and I or live in that agency style, you have to like first decide from a capacity standpoint of what's possible. So Jess and I have been talking a lot because we're at this point where we are thinking of creating new offers from a capacity level. It makes sense. And then just from an awareness perspective, it's one of those things that, and I'll be like fully transparent on like my offers and services. I just launched the whole e-commerce side of my business and I'm thinking about adding an additional side from a project perspective to the service provider coaching side. But I'm like, is this feel like, does this feel like too many new offers out into the space? And then those certain questions type to like bubble up. So I think really understanding how you feel is like the first step. Would you agree? Like from a capacity perspective? Yeah, I think one, just assessing, and I have a bunch of qualifying questions that we'll share when we get to my part, but I think it's just assessing like how you feel like about it based on all of the things you've been taking in, conversations you've been having with potential leads, what you're seeing, maybe your competition do, what people are asking for. When you're researching your audience, for example, I've seen that I have a lot of newer business owners that have already all of a sudden started following me. And I know that my current offer suite is priced out of their budget. So that's where I'm thinking of creating something where I can offer something that would still be very valuable to them, but at a lower price point. So I've been playing around with that idea as well. Yeah. I think one of the first questions you should ask yourself is the demand. So like what Jess was talking about, there are people now in her space where six months ago, it didn't quite make sense for her to add that type of earlier stage offer. But now that she's like market researching the space, she's okay. Yeah, I do see 
people in here that could value and benefit from this. So I think that's one of the most important things. Like you don't ever want to create an offer that's one, just going to go out to people who don't need it. You're going to hear crickets. You're going to experience a lot of time and effort gone into structuring a type of offer and then putting it out there and be like, eh, this wasn't very well thought out. The second side of things is when there is a demand. And I will say you can look at, are your clients asking for different levels of support? Is there a support like happening post a container now? Or is there a space pre a container that you can offer and fill in that customer journey? And I think this is where just a little bit of knowledge of an ascension plan from a customer journey, that typical ladder that you would have of guiding people through the awareness journey and maintaining customer lifetime value is really important. If you don't have that, I think that's where people go a little crazy and start adding in like duplicate offers that can confuse your audience and like spaces like that. So one of the things that you can identify demand with is what Jess is doing, where there's demand happening in a space where it is pre her existing containers And she could easily fill a gap there by understanding who's the audience and what do they actually need rather than saying, I can duplicate this offer and just adjust it for this type of person. That's probably not going to work. Yeah, I think it's such a weird dance of trying to find where you're serving those clients really well, but you're also not creating something new for every single person that comes to you based on what their budget and unique needs are, because then you're never going to be able to I always say like, once you've qualified them as far as revenue or where they're at, as far as business growth, those are the things that I'm looking at. How big is their team? Knowing which offer bucket they would fit into best. And right now I've just identified that there's certain people that are coming to me for discovery calls and they're not probably even we're anywhere near ready to start growing a team yet. And their offer suite is just one. So they don't need all of the systems right now. They just need a couple of little starter systems right now. Yeah. And I did a, actually an Instagram post the other day, systems to focus on when you're starting your business. Because one, if you start to try to systemize and build out all of these crazy funnels and think sales systems and things like that, too early before you define your offer, like we're talking about right now, then you're going to have to go back and redo that anyway. So with my service in particular, it's looking at where they're at as far as their journey and like what they actually need right then. And they might not need the whole kit and caboodle. And I say that in hindsight, because the offer that I've been trying to sell and been very unsuccessful with all along is the whole kit and caboodle. And now I'm realizing that (laughs) be a little more flexible down a little bit to make it work for people that are starting their business. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I'm in that same space now. I'm not adding any additional offers because I have an, an essentials intensive that is designed for that early person. But I'm in that space now where that person with the massive team who doesn't want to bring on an entire new contractor into their space, but still needs the strategy and the support. I've identified that gap. So it's almost like the flipped version of yours where it's, I can see the support. I can see the demand. I can see the gap in my customer journey. And I'm just trying to position it 
perfectly so that they can see the value in it and understand that this one-time investment could make so much more sense in their business than bringing me on full-time. Would I love another retainer? Sure. But sometimes like people don't need three months of me. They just need 60 minutes, 90 minutes or whatever that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a crazy thing. So I'm like, just work with me. Like, it's fine. Let's just start working together. And like, I promise I know. Yeah. So yeah, that's where like the specific offers become a little bit tricky. Yeah. All right. So then another reason we say that you might need a new offer is that maybe the percentage of your primary offer is slowing down and you might need to add something to increase that. Do you want to talk a little bit more about? Yeah. That? And even just from a diversification standpoint, you never want your entire income to be, I think it's called the percent to total of what that offer is for everything in your business. So let's say my done for you retainer is 95% of my business. If something were to happen to me or I want to go on vacation, that is impacted by that. So diversification in your offer suite is really valuable from a place of you can do projects, you can do paid resources, things along those ends to break that up so that you're not entirely reliant on that. Sometimes it does work in certain people's businesses. I always like to reduce risk where I can and really serve different areas. But from like a business smarts perspective, like if it doesn't require a lot of you, or if something comes, let's say a trademark, something happens, you have to shut down, let's say a membership, that's your entire business. There are certain things that you should have structured so that it's not entirely on that risk. So that's one thing that if you start to say, oh, all of my business is coming in from this particular package, how do we diversify this to reach a different audience, fill a different need, and then also grow or reduce the risk there? Gotcha. So this is a question that just came up while you were talking. Maybe it's kind of, do you just you know, throwing the towel on an offer? Because we said, don't change your offer after your first launch. What's the point where you're like, I need to change this? Or do you think it's a point or is there certain criteria that you would tell me to look at if I'm thinking about either just completely abandoning an offer or pivoting it to be something else? I always think there is something to take from an offer that you could easily remove it entirely, change the price point and just sell that. I think there are certain, and especially for yours and my package, we have this kind of like smorgasbord of like services that we do all in one retainer. And someone may come to us and they're like, well, I don't actually want this. I just need that. Like I'll use my newsletter strategy as an example. Some people just want me to execute and they're like, I'll tell you what to post. I'm like, that's not really how I operate. I do the strategy. I come in and I tell you how it works within your marketing calendar. Some people that just need the execution side, I'm like, that's probably not for me. But let's say if I was wanting to fill that gap and say, oh, people aren't converting into that newsletter thing, I could refine it into an execution-only perspective and reduce the cost on it. And it would be more appealing to certain people in that space as well. So I think there are certain things you can pull from it. Pull what people actually want. Reduce what you are like adding in as your own like extra flair. You can always add it in 
extra or as I've seen a lot of people do really well with like a la carte menus. So they like get the bare bones of the service and then a la carte add in extra additional like add-ons from a service perspective. And I've seen people do really well with that. It leads a little bit more from a flexible standpoint because everybody's business is different and they all operate in that weird sense. But I don't know. I've never actually seen someone just fully abandon a product. I don't think that to my heart, I think that there's something that can always be saved from it. Yeah. I have a couple of like different scenarios. So one with the whole pulling things out is I've pulled back out the launch support that is included in my retainer for just people that are coming that want launch support Mm -hmm. during their seasonal launches and maybe don't need an OBM all year round, but they do need that extra strategic like management partner when they're in high selling season. So I pulled that back out. I've also created like a system sprint where it's just like setting up certain systems in your business. That's pulling out that retainer. And then the question that I was asking was about my seasonal resets that I'm trying to figure out what to do. I know. So my idea hot off the press is that I think I want to do it in so that I can lower the price point because I know it's going to be so awesome but it is an entire day. And I feel like that's a lot to ask from for people. And then even when I think about executing an entire day two or two times a week for someone, that doesn't sound too fun for me. So I'm thinking that and sometimes it's like those things that are in the back of your mind that are like preventing you from actually selling it because let's do I actually want to do this kind of thing, which was that was the first question that we told ourselves to ask. But what sounds more fun to me is doing it in a group container setting because where I could lower the price point and then everybody's partaking in the entire day and it's still upholding the like value of that offer where you're setting aside a whole day to plan and you're guided through prompts, but you're just not getting like my one-on-one in the moment feedback, but you're still getting like my guidance as far as like planning. Yeah, but that's an a la carte option you can add on is like a personal. And I think that's like where my, my downfall always is with creating new offers is that I want to include, I want you to be successful. So I try to throw everything in there and give you like the highest amount of support. But what sometimes happens or what actually did happen because one of my recent discovery calls was like, I'm so overwhelmed. It's because I was telling her like the 50, literally 50 things that I was going to do with this like one package that she was purchasing. And it was just too much to even process at that point. If I would like pull it out and do it piece by piece a la carte, that would probably be a lot more digestible from a budgeting standpoint from her, but also just in a less overwhelming standpoint. So that's been one of my big learnings about myself and my business is because I'm used to always my business is always a retainer. So it's always everything. So I've been really struggling trying to figure out these like little bitty packages where I could still get results as well. Yeah. And I think these questions are important to be having with yourself. I've seen so many people and I've even done it myself where you go forward with it without asking those questions. And then exactly what you're saying, there's something in the back of your mind that like prevents you from actually selling it with like 
full conviction. And when you've flushed out a lot of these like self objections of being like, what happens if four people book in the same week? Can I mentally handle that? What happens if this and this, like really asking yourself that stuff. And like, when you flush it out, like you have more confidence to then turn around and sell it because you've had the hard questions and have gone through those certain areas. So I think it's really important. I think a lot of people waste so much time when they just bulldoze through and just set up new offers and then turn around and be like, oh, actually this isn't valuable to anybody. So I would say like in the new idea, new offer space, like one, you need to have like market research with yourself. Like you need to say, is this something like my own clients need or my own audience needs? Is this something I can take in? Can I handle it? And then two, you need to actually do market research before you put any effort into it. Yeah, Yeah. we will. We're not starting from scratch. We're just pivoting it. And that's definitely more exciting to do it that way. But sometimes I think too, we ask ourselves all these questions. Sometimes you just have to make mistakes. Because I even went through and I laid out these are the days that I could actually do this. But then afterwards, I was like, wait. I would really be sad if I got booked for all of those all of those days because one of the things that I love about what I do and how I serve my clients currently is that how flexible it is. And if I have entire days booked three yeah. times a week, then there goes my flexibility. So I think exactly. it was like my pigeon holding yourself into a business you don't actually want to run. Okay, let's say you go through all these stages and you're like, yes, I do love, I want this new offer to exist. What are the things from a systems perspective that we should be considering when creating new offers? Yeah. So I think, especially because I work with a lot of visionary, very creative entrepreneurs. So I think a lot of times when you have a new idea, you just want to hit the ground running and taking action to bring it to life. But I think the really important thing is doing that actual project planning. And first, even before you're doing that is asking these qualifying questions. So number one, how does it fit into your bigger picture vision for your lifestyle and your business? So that's kind of where um, I was talking about before, where this new offer that I was doing wasn't lining up with my lifestyle vision that I have. So I think I might've been like subconsciously like not selling it because of that. Um, What would make this offer successful? So how many people do you want to buy it this quarter? And is that even possible with your current audience and capacity that you have? You know, what, how many do you want to sell? Or if you're doing a group program, how many people do you, would you want to enroll? Would you want to go through a whole entire group program if you only had two people? Or do you need at least five people to be able to feel like you're not resentful for showing up for them? And then reversing that back. And do you have the audience to support that goal? If not, you might need to work on building audience first before you put all your effort into creating that new offer. Um, another one is what's the deeper why behind wanting to create this offer? I think it's so easy when you get, you scroll through social media and maybe you'll see a competitor or someone else doing something cool and you think that you want to do that as well. The same level of success as them, but yourself like those like why five times we've done a whole episode of that to get to the deeper reason to make sure that you're connected from like a passion standpoint because putting out anything new into the world, you're going to come up to adversity and you're going to need that soul drive to put it, to make it work. 
Totally. Um, where do you see this offer fitting in relation to like your other current priorities? What's really funny about that offer that I was talking about before that I didn't sell is it would require me to work till five o'clock on the days that I book those. And like my kids get out of school at three. So I'm like, I was, like I thought about it. I was like, oh, I can just get somebody else to pick it up, pick them up, blah, blah, blah. But like, that's not why I started my business in the first place either. So going back to the drawing board and figuring out how I can make it still successful for the client, but also successful for me. And then what do you need to give up to make space for this offer? So maybe you need to create more capacity. So is there another offer that you need to let go of? Or maybe there's other things that you need to say no to other speaking engagements or things like that, or a social media platform, maybe you need to like completely do away with one of them so that you can have time to do this offer. And what would you be willing to give up for this offer? So if it's going to require more time capacity, are you okay to do that? Um, And then the final is like, when do you want to actually get this out into the world? Because probably tomorrow is not the right answer because there has to be a little more foresight. Yeah, I think that all of those areas like impact from a systems perspective, like the customer journey, your marketing automation, your onboarding system, all of those things. It's not just rolling one thing out and being like, yay, we're out into the world. But it's really understanding this connects here and this does this and being mindful about it from the forefront rather than focusing on it like later once people have gone through it and seen a bad client experience and impacted them that way. So the systems are just as important as the marketing side of things. And it honestly gives you such a holistic picture when you look at it from both perspectives, when you're creating this newness in your business. I feel like a lot of people skip over some of those questions and they're very powerful. Yeah. And I think too, just creating a new offer isn't just like putting it onto like a sales page or a checkout page. So there's so much as far as like the, the what happens after they get onboarded and how does the actual experience lay out that I think sometimes people don't figure that out until they've actually sold one. Yeah. That's no fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up? I do not. I do not. Wonderful. I hope that this gave you clarity to the listener of if you're ready for a new offer, how to approach it from a marketing perspective, what systems questions to ask yourself. And then you can be honest with yourself of, I don't have capacity, not thinking about doing this, put it in your idea parking lot. I don't know. Have we done that episode yet about the idea parking lot? We have not. I think that's next next episode where we're going to talk about systems for self-care. So bookmark that, put it in your ideal parking lot, and then we'll get to it when it's time to reassess business goals and all of that. But yeah, until next time, we're rooting for you.